she called my phone, the pipeline Called my phone at the right time We only got one lifetime, we gonna be fine Just go and live your life What's up, everyone? You are listening to Talk Back, the podcast. I'm your host, Nass, and today we are talking to entertainment reporter Shade Spence. What's up, girl? Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to, to speak with everybody about my career and uplift other women, spread some love. I got to tell the listeners how how I found you uh, in your page, because it, it's really my favorite story. So... My TikTok for you page suddenly turned into Marvel, which I'm not even mad about. Like it just kind of happened and I I let it go. It's like, fine. And then there was multiple clips of uh, Chris Evans during an interview. And there was a girl with the white boots and and, like the way he looked at her and he he complimented her. And I'm like, all right, I got a little interested because it kept coming up. So you were the one interviewing him in the Knives Out interview, him and his co-star. So Tell us about that interview with the white boots. You went viral for it. Yeah, yeah. And literally almost every day when I open TikTok, I am tagged in a new version video that someone has made about that interview. So it's actually, it's really funny to me. I find it like really amusing how TikTokers can be so creative. But for, I guess the brief rundown is, so I was interviewing Chris Evans and Anna de Armas for Knives Out. And it's for a junket interview. For those who aren't familiar, it's a face-to-face, one-on-one, or I guess two-on-one in this instance. You're sitting across from each other. And so when I enter the room, I shake their hands. And, you know, I usually make small talk. And I think that's kind of like a great way to try and break the ice because people, they've been sitting there for like hours already. So, you know, just like, hey, how are you guys? And I told, it's funny thing is I, if you listen closely, I actually told Anna that I like love her shoes because she was wearing these really cute, like red heels that had these little like bows on them. So I was just like, I love those. She's like, thank you. And then as soon as I sit down, Chris is like, look at those boots. I'm like, (laughs) in my head, I'm like, thank you. And he's like, wow, so weird. I almost wore the same ones. So I just kind of was like, oh, this is so funny. So I just said to him, I was like, oh, really? Like, you know, just kind of like teasing back. And then he's just like, oh, good thing I didn't because one of us would have to go home. But it was the look after that. That's what, that's, you get the slow-mos on TikTok. You get all of it. They're like, the way he looked at her after. It's an interesting thing to see, like, there's so many thoughts and like opinions about it or everybody who's like, I think this happened or I think this happened in that moment. And I'm like, I want you guys to also realize that we're not the only like three people in that room. There's like at least three camera people. And then there's like all the people from Lionsgate there. And my producers also like off camera in the back. And there's like the people that are keeping time and all of this stuff. So like when that happened, there's like, a lot of people like just watching and, and it's also dead silent in those rooms. It's like quiet, you can hear pin drop. So that's when everyone's like, oh my gosh, did she even notice? Or like, why did she say more stuff? And I'm just like- People question like why you didn't say more? You know, there's always the joke like, oh, that was me. I, I would have been like, cut the cameras. You know, like- <laughs> Yeah, oh, I love those. You're like, yeah, if it was you, I'd really love to see how you handled that one. <laughs> also like totally like do you but for me I'm like well this is my job and I really love it and I also remember like in that moment also thinking I don't want to be the reporter that's known for flirting with somebody like on camera and then potentially like ruining my own interview because obviously it's like oh my gosh like 
mm, he's talking about my shoes. But I'm also like, yeah, you need to remember all your questions that you're about to ask and you need to like be calm and be chill. And so it's like, I'll make small talk, but I'm not going to be like, cut the cameras. You know, you want to maintain, at least for me, I prefer if I'm on, you know, I'm on camera, I'm going to maintain professionalism. And also being a woman of color, like it does take a long time to get to that spot in your career like to get to that level so I'm not just gonna like throw it away the video you made about it was amazing and that was why I was like I need to have her on the podcast because it was so inspirational it was so for listeners it was like a rap video you kind of put into a song it was very cute I love it I was like I could jam to this they should like wake me up in the morning honestly do you remember there was a trend though so that was actually a trend where people were sing-songing things at one time oh yeah I know that the sound was very familiar so yeah and do you can you remember by heart like you could say it oh I said I guess it's about time I talked about this interview Chris said he liked my boots and he almost wore them too people keep on asking why I didn't pass away but trust if you felt my heart you'd know I was not okay I tried to keep my cool I didn't want to blush because my face gets really I think I said like my face gets really red or my face gets really my cheeks get really red and my face is really flushed but ladies, never let a fine guy make you forget where you are, even if he is a dreamy, funny, beautiful, intelligent, smart movie star, something like that. The fact that you did that, like, it shows so much about you and, like, how you just said, like, you're not going to throw away your entire career, like, for a moment. It's a lot. And I think that that kind of, like, fast thinking and, like you said, like, a woman in the space, a woman of color, like, that is so important. And I just love how you handle it with so much grace and poise and class. Like, it is, I was just amazed. So... Thank you for doing that. One thing I also think about too is imagine if it's like somebody did say, or I did say like cut the cameras or was like, what, like full on flirting. All of these videos you're seeing now would be flipped the other way and would be a narrative about like, oh my gosh, look at this reporter. Look at this reporter doing this, doing that, whatever. And it's like, well, you have a job after, will you, whatever. And like, that is not how I want to be remembered. <laughs> yeah, no. So is that like one of the tricky things like in the space that you're in? So so what's your like the preferred title of of what you do that you go by? Entertainment reporter or broadcast journalist. I know a lot of people say it's like celebrity interviewer and I'm like, yeah, but I'm not more, I'm a little more than just an interviewer because like interviewers, we have different responsibilities than reporters per se, like hosts and interviewers can sometimes be reporters. So reporters can act the same, but they're also like separate. So what are those like tricky waters that you kind of have to tread around? Like, I guess it's when Chris Evans is doing that, then, then, then you got to watch what you're doing. But um, what has been something that maybe like when you were first starting, like you kind of wish like this piece of advice that you heard? Growing up, I was always somebody who was a little more on the studious side. So like when it came to taking things like serious, I would take it very seriously. I think for myself in the beginning, I almost took it like too seriously if that can make sense. And it's like, yeah, you want to be prepared, but you want to make sure that you're showing like all your personality and having a lot of fun as well. So I used to have to like remind myself that. And I still do to this day because I always get a little nervous and it's okay to be nervous. I think in any profession, you should be a little nervous. because That means you care about what you're doing. But I used to get like so nervous that I felt like, oh no, you don't want to become like too rigid. And I want to make sure that like my personality shines through. And I also went to school for a general news program. So when you watch like news anchors and stuff, they're typically very much professional and very poised, which is great. And which is 
fine. But in entertainment, they allow you to like loosen up a lot more. But for me, I really like to also still maintain some professionalism there. So I think remember to have fun, guys. Have fun, but remember where you are. <laughs> oh my, yeah, remember, even if it's a dreamy movie star. Oh my gosh, I will never forget that. <laughs> That's so important, like to be professional, but also like you're, it's a charismatic job. Like you have to have like this, this thing. And I think like, especially women, when they first start out in working and especially in these kinds of spaces and where there is a personality that has to come through. I feel like I'm starting to learn that as as I start meeting people. It's like, you don't have to be so like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. We're, we're taught to be like, you know, like stay in line, like do what you have to do. But it's like, no, nah, but I think people like the personality. They like the little flow. You gotta, you gotta play around with it. Yeah. And I think there's that added layer also of being a person of color. Cause then you're like, wait, you know, if you're like the only person there or like only a few there, sometimes it can feel like you represent everybody, even if, you know, you shouldn't have, we shouldn't have that pressure on us, but that's like another added layer that kind of like sits in the back of your head. And that's where I mentioned, like, even when I'm in these spaces, I do very much remember that, like, I am a Black woman, like, going in to do these interviews. So for me, like, I want to be me, but I also want to make, sort of, like, make sure that, like, the image that comes off isn't going to be something that they could, like, run with to create their own perception of me. Obviously, I can't control that, but as you've seen and, like, heard People will always say just because a woman like voiced her mind all of a sudden she's like super like bitchy or catty or whatever, all these things. So like for me, it's like, well, I just want to make sure I go in, have fun, be professional. As soon as a little bit comes out, they're going to run with saying you were crazy. Great. You can't help how people think, but I think it starts back with intentionality. Like if you know in yourself, you're like, look, I'm doing the best I can to put on this face to not even put on, but like to only have the best outcome and you have the good intention, then like then that's how you can go through life. Because when you try to please this one, oh, I don't want someone to think that, it'll get exhausting and it'll get tiring. Did you ever hit like a burnout phase of that in the beginning or? Oh yeah, I'm still burnt out. (laughs) No, but I lived in New York for a few years before I moved back to California. And towards the end of my time there, I definitely was feeling more burnt out and like, you know, mentally run down, I think, because also in New York, you're doing so much because like the way New York is by way of you're constantly on the train and try to go here and try to go there and really hustling too to like, for me to build up my reel, to try to say yes to everything, which over time you learn, okay, now I only need to say yes to the things that like really going to get me there, really going to matter. But in the beginning, you say yes to everything. And that after a while, can wear on you. There's also this sort of pressure that can come in the industry as well. I think when you're dealing with PR and like all of these different entities that can affect whether you get an interview or not, or all of these things, you're also using so much of like your own brain power to figure out how to like communicate with everybody and you want to stay in their good graces. And then you're also being worn down again inside by being like, okay, like, do I say this? If something is wrong, do I whatever? And it's that same thing where with women in the workspace, something goes wrong and you're like, okay, do I speak up or do I like just let it slide? You know, will this affect if I get a raise or whatever? Instances like that happen to you. And I think all those tend to surmount to a certain point. 
I did feel more refreshed when I moved back to California. It's just like so much easier and chiller. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing a lot more video and on camera work and LA allowed for that. I guess if you combined all the parts where you were deciding if you should speak up or hold it back, like which one outweighs the other in the end of like, was it better to keep quiet or was it better to speak up? Sometimes it feels like you have to play like a sort of game, which I hate where you're like, let me hold my tongue for now. (laughs) So sometimes what I do is I'll kind of, if it's something that's like very minor, but just like a little irritating, I'm like, okay, like logged, you know, logged in the back of my head you know, even in those instances, and I'll say it still say something like a little bit just to be just so it's like, no, I'm like, okay, I'm not really okay with that. But whatever. But then if something happens again, then I'm like, okay, like, I'll say something. And if I'm like, well, if this means I'm not gonna be covering this anymore, then whatever, that's fine. Because like my sanity. And then I think you also start to realize movies are always gonna be made. Television shows are always going to be made. There's like a million red carpets. If you miss this one, it's not the end of the world, because there's a bunch more except I'm laughing right now because everybody was saying that and then COVID hit and then there weren't anymore. And I remember all the reporters were like, you guys remember when we said that there will always be like red carpets and now there are, but I think at the same time when you weigh it, it's like, you know what? Your sanity is more important and everything is coming back to, you know, to some degree. So I'm fine. <laughs> so I'd say speak up for yourself. Obviously do it with integrity and like you said, intentionality. And I think if you can frame it in a way that obviously, you know, you're just talking more about like what you need and how you can help a company or whatever, that's always great. Protect your own mental health in the end. So that's so important. Cause it's like, you can't show up in your job, in your relationships, family, if you're just burning out and not taking care of yourself in that way. So we touched on the, all the hard parts of the job. What are your favorite? What do you like guys? This is the industry. Like this is it. <laughs> I love obviously what I'm like, there like in the field like in the moment you know so if I am in a junket like I love those moments even though you are like basically like sweating bricks like oh my god you know this is like so I'm like this is so much right now but like interviewing the stars like one-on-one yeah do you pick your dresses for that I dress myself all the time when it's like a bigger carpet, I will reach out to stylists and like ask if they want to collab or something like that, which is always pretty cool. But overall, I get my own clothes. Most do. I think it depends if you're with like some of the legacy brand, they'll have like a wardrobe department, but majority don't. And you have to like dress yourself, which is also fine with me. With junkets, they have makeup artists there so you can get your makeup done if you want. But I prefer to do my own makeup. And then if I need a touch up when I get there, then I'll do that. Did you meet Sebastian Stan? No, but it's funny because always people ask me if I've interviewed someone. I'm like, oh, I haven't yet. And I'm like, I always say yet because I'm like, I'm sure unless they decide to stop working tomorrow, then um, I'll probably see him sometime down the line. So that's the thing where I was kind of saying earlier where, you know, you'll think, oh no, I have to do every carpet and every junk in. Sometimes that can feel really, that's like, it makes you more anxious than you need to be. And it's like, you don't need to. There's going to be a bunch of movies, a bunch of stuff. Like, it's okay, you know? Do you remember a time when you, I don't mean to like bring back any bad memories, but if you messed up and how you kind of picked yourself up after? Like every time you do it, it's a, it's a new opportunity, a new experience to like just be better than you were before. 
So I've learned to try not to like harp on myself too much for that stuff. Even though I'll be like, oh my God, like you did this and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll just be like, okay, like next one, just try not to and just like keep going. Obviously with the internet, it could be worse because like just like people make comments, but sometimes they don't. Like they just care about whoever you're talking to. How have you seen yourself grow from when you started versus now? Oh yeah, definitely more chill. <laughs> I feel like definitely more chill, relaxed in these environments. I've never been like afraid to ask a good question, but I feel like now with time, you just get better at learning how to navigate more complicated questions that I want to ask or something that may be touchy to ask. Like you, you get better at doing that. And I think that also comes with, in my spare time, I like watching other reporters. Like I watch videos of other reporters. I have like favorites. Oprah, obviously, like everybody loves Oprah. But if you watched her special with Harry and Megan, that was like a masterclass in interviewing. She's so great at what she does. You got to do your homework. And I guess in in any industry, you got to do your homework and and look and see how to improve always. Yeah. And you want to be constantly learning as well not just watch interviews, but like read articles from other people I know or whatever. And you learn so much more that way too, about like what you're going to cover or think like, oh, that's a great way to think about this topic. And maybe there's another movie that's kind of like that or something and it can apply. Um, I think just also as you watch, you improve your own on-screen presence, like little things. You also learn how to time manage because these are actually very short moments. So you have got like four minutes or maybe three and a half minutes to ask a question. Sometimes you are talking to three people and have three minutes. I'm like, who's timing you? Like the person off to the side who's timing. And usually they'll have something that says two, which is two minutes, or they'll just go two. And then they'll do one. This is usually like wrap it up, which means you actually have 30 seconds. But sometimes if I know I have a good question and we're coming on a 30 second, I will throw in another question because I want it. That's another thing. You have to learn to be authoritative in those rooms. Like that's a huge thing I've learned. You need to know that like this is also your space as much as it is theirs. You have a job to do. They also have a job to do. Like their job there is to promote their film and you're there to help them do that. So you're just as important in the room as they are. And then when there's a timekeeper, don't let them pressure you into feeling like you need to be done now. Obviously, you don't want to like piss them off by throwing a question when you only have like 10 seconds. <laughs> but if they're wrapping you and, you know, you're already midway in a question or you got one in, you, you can figure out ways to do it. That's another thing. You learn the ways to kind of say these things. You can say like, okay, really quickly, I've only got a few seconds left. Can you tell me blah, 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 blah. Like there are ways to do it where it's like, okay, I did acknowledge you. But yeah, I think that was one thing that that was a huge lesson I think I learned in the beginning too, is I actually did a junket when I was an intern at KTLA and I was like so nervous. And I talked to one of the anchors, Sam Rubin, he's still on KTLA. He's like their main entertainment anchor. And I talked to him about it coming up. He's, he, that was one of the first things he said. He said, don't let anybody rush you. He's like, it's your time to be there. You know, you're just as important as they are time person's going to be there. You can acknowledge them, but like you have your questions, you have a right to be there. And then also when I was in grad school, I always remember one of our professors said, and he was saying this in general, not just for a junket because it's a general news program. He said, just remember like as a reporter, you have something important to say, or you have something important to ask. You are just as much as an authority as they are. So don't be fearful or don't let that hold you back as you like grow in your career. How important is it to have people in the space already who are experienced kind of like mentor you 
and you can pick out the certain people who maybe there's just been times or do you have someone who's like continually like you go to and you're like you ask for help or how to navigate something honestly not necessarily I know people are like yeah it's really good to have a mentor I have um an interesting I think thought process about mentors I feel like sometimes I think people want to ask someone to be their mentor but I also feel like that's a big responsibility for the mentor so I also feel like the mentor also has to kind of pick the mentee if that makes sense and I've had people that like I talk to every so often or like check in with or I've done informational interviews like years ago and their stuff is like stuck with me um Alicia Corals is one person that I I do love and adore like she was on E and now she's at like Daily Mail TV and she's based in New York and I had an informational with her and she answered all my questions and we did keep in touch that way, but I was never like super party. Like, oh my God, this happened. Like, how do I react or whatever? I think it's also because I have that personality that's like, I'm always like, I don't want to bug anybody, which is a terrible thing to have. Don't have that personality. It's- Seriously, like, especially like girls having that, like, oh, I don't want to ask. Then it's like, how are you going to get better? Like, how are you going to know? Because like, you, you try to do everything yourself because like being inconvenienced, that is my thing. I'm like, I never want to inconvenience anyone. I feel like if I ask one thing, I'm like in the way or it's like. I'm still learning to ask for things now more than ever. But I would say like with the mentor thing, I've had informationals with people, which I think is very important to network in this industry because networking is everything. So definitely do that. And if you can get a mentor, like that's amazing. Somebody who you can go to like all the time. Because when I think of mentor, I think of like, I can text you every waking second or something. The person who got me my internship was Jill Simonian. I know you get that question a lot. How do you become an, an entertainment reporter? And you talk about that. You talk about it on your videos. So someone who's listening, who's like, yo, like I kind of want to get into this and they have this spark. Like where can they find your, is it your profile, your websites, your uh, TikTok? Like where do they go to get more information on you and, and how you do to get that path? So my TikTok is Sade TV. So S-A-D-E-T-V. And I do put videos on there every so often about like how to get started. I think now there's like three or maybe four videos in that series, if you will, about like how to get started and what to do. I do have a little bit of information on my website. You can literally go to shade.tv and it'll take you there. Also, if you're really, really interested, you can DM me. You can find my DM on my Instagram, which is at Sade A. Spence. Or if you're on TikTok, just like click the link in my Instagram and follow over because that's probably easier. And yeah, you can DM me your questions and then I'm getting back to everybody. I always tell them, be a little patient because I have a lot of emails, but like when I have some spare time, I will go through all of them and answer like everybody's question individually. And yeah, I'm thinking I need to put up more videos to, to help everybody when I get some more time. Well, thank you for even doing that. Like the help that you're offering for people who want to get into the space and the knowledge that you bring. And there's so much about you that like, I wish you all the, the absolute best. I think you are incredible. You've done such amazing things. And in your future, you have so much coming for you. And I, I can't wait to just watch it all happen. Well, same to you. I think you're a wonderful podcast host. You're great. You have such good energy. And I know like, I would love to see how this develops for you and where you go in the future. Because I think... You're so great. Thank you so much, Shade. Well, you guys, talk back listeners. I will link all of the information from Shade in the show notes. Thank you again, girls, so much. And again, best of luck in the future. Thank you so much. Same to you. She called my phone the pipeline. Call my phone at the right time. We only got one lifetime. We gonna be fine.
go with it.